Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. What's it like when your children eventually leave the home? How do you deal with that emotional upset? Because according to the experts, they know best, don't they? It's one of the most stressful times in your life. Next to bereavement and buying a new house, <laughs> but I believe it or not, is letting your children go. Letting go of the control, the loss of purpose, particularly for women, by the way, because most of the stay-at-home parents will be women. Um, you know, basically, because being a stay-at-home parent is a full-time job, you're making dinners, you're bringing them to school, you're bringing them to training, whatever it is that you're doing with your children, you now no longer need to do anymore. So you're sitting there twiddling your thumbs, going, what's my job now? What's my purpose in life now? I'm not a mother anymore, really, because they're gone. I don't need to look after them because they're gone. So what do I do? The number's 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. And I suppose the question is, how did you deal with it? And although you might be lonely as an empty nester, would you have them back again? If they said to you at 26, oh man, I need to move back in. Would you have them back? Probably not. Let me go to Teresa. Teresa, you're on Ireland's Classic Kids. How you doing? Hi, how are you? How are you, Teresa? Uh, okay, so, Teresa, I mean, is it as bad as all that when your kids leave? Yes, I cried for three days when my uh, oldest son said that he was ready to leave home. I cried for three days. Okay. And then I was fine because, to me, it comes to if you are a good parent and good parenting and how I was raised. And I had prepared myself over the years for the day it would come. Right, okay. And we And he was Sorry, go ahead. He was twenty. He was twenty years old and um he said he was ready to go, but we had arranged over the years because we ha- I have a great um talking relationship with my kids. We talk about everything. So we had I said, Right, you won't move into an apartment, you'll buy a house. So that's what he did. And he had bought a house before he was ready to leave at twenty. That was expensive enough, wasn't it? Twenty years of age. Well, we, I left Ireland at 20, so we were living in Boston. We live in Boston. Okay. And you're home here, I believe, for a short period of time. Um, but you're living full-time yes, in America now. Yes, we all live in America now. But my youngest son is 31, my oldest is 39, and every Sunday morning in the winter I make Irish breakfast and they all come for breakfast. And, that was uh, way, my way of living home. A nice Irish <laughs> breakfast. Sausages, rashers, a <laughs> bit of fry bread yes. and an egg. Yes. <laughs> bit of black pudding and white pudding. Yes. You can't beat a full Irish <laughs> breakfast. You can't. You, you, and by the way, I don't know where you're getting your meat from because you can't beat Irish sausages and rashers. So I don't know where you're getting them from in Boston. Well, there's, a, there's, a, there's Irish guys who came to Ireland who opened their own company. So we buy, they sell to... There's Irish stores that opened up. Yeah. And they sell there, so all the Irish go there and buy from there. So what, you can get your Alhazens and your Cairns and sausages and your Kerrygold butter and your... Yes. Oh. Peas and beans and your bread and your everything. Everything, potatoes, everything. Oh, that's what... That's what I'm sure they charge premium prices for it, mind you. Yes, they do. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a little bit of home, isn't it? And by the way, can I ask yes. you, by the way, are you, are you happy living in Boston? Are, are you happy with your life over there? Um, when we left here, getting back to 
I left home at 20 on the day of my wedding. I had never left. I'd never been outside my home. I'd never lived in an apartment. So when we moved to Boston, I was 23. My husband was 27. We missed home so much and everybody. You guys don't realize how beautiful you have it here. You really and truly don't. So, um, yes, I'm happy there now because we built our house here. So Mm -hmm. when we left with nothing, we said we would build a house here and have a house there. And So now we live between both countries. Okay. And, and the lifestyle that you have in Boston, do you believe that you could have that lifestyle here on the same income? Doesn't bother me at this point now. I, I just love being at home. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, so, so what advice would you give to parents as they're waving goodbye and painting a sad picture here and they're, they, the, the young man or young woman is putting their stuff into their mate's car and they're going off, maybe they're going off to college to live in Dublin for a while or, while they're in university or college or whatever it is, but you know they're not coming back because they're going to get an apartment after that or whatever. And you're waving goodbye and they walk back into this empty, silent house where they used to hear, Ma! Ma! Where's me jacket? Did you wash it? So they're used to hearing that those echoes around the house all the time and the dirty room and even although it was a nightmare at the time, you'll miss it when it's when it's gone. So what advice would you give them? I would say to talk to your children from a young age, have a good a really good relationship with them. Prepare yourself for you know they're going to leave because you left. Mm-hmm. You have to look at it that way. And prepare yourself and have something planned, have something organized. It could be anything, you know, go join a painting class, or, but have something arranged for when they do leave, leave. Like I say, I was, I cried for three days. And then I said, right, I know he's ready. I know he's prepared. I taught him everything I know. And you just put them on their way and that's it. I mean, the experts talk about the emotional distress, the loss of purpose, um, but particularly if you're a stay-at-home parent, mind you, most of those would be mothers. Uh, you know, you, you kind of don't have a purpose anymore because that was your job to look after them, make their dinner, do their ironing, you know, make their beds. That was your kind of job in life, bring them places. The fear of also the lack of control because at least you know they came home every evening or every night. It might have been late when they mm-hmm. got older, but at least you knew they were home and they'd be in their bed in your house and you were in control of that situation. But now all of a sudden, apart from the, ra- the and- random text you might get, you know, you know they're out there in the world somewhere and you don't know where they are and you can't control it. That's difficult, isn't it? Well, just know that, that you did a good job raising them. That's what it comes down to. It, it's all about parenting. You mm. look at your life and how your mother and father raised you and how far you got in life and you just want the best for them and you have instilled that in them. That's the way I look at it. And do you think we worry too much as parents? Do we over-worry? I mean, do, do we... Do we worry just like, as I know, I, I feel so sorry for my mother. She's passed away a long time ago now. But I had a motorbike when I was 19. And I she used to she used to stay up. I used to get home at 2 o'clock in the morning. She'd stay up. She'd stay awake. She wouldn't go asleep because she was so worried about me. And I feel so guilty for doing that to her now. But I suppose that's what our kids do to us, isn't it, really? Yes. You know? And it that's was, what, we did the same thing to our mother and... But we would always, the next morning, we would talk about, you know, where we didn't, went, what we did. We were, um, I always said my mother was a woman before her time. I mean, I'm 60 years old now. So when I was growing up, we used to sit around the dinner table and we would have a two-hour discussion. All of us, mm-hmm. all of us children with, with our mother on what we were doing and what was going on in our lives. And if we were depressed or if we were worried or if we were sad. And I instill that in my kids' life. Yeah. And I, I can understand how that might help and that would certainly work. And, and as you rightly said, once you believe you've done your best to prepare them, 
well then that should be as far as yes. it goes you can't do any more than that really can you well, you can. You can bribe them with food every Sunday morning. <laughs> you can. You can. Well, actually, do me a favor. Stay there. Stay there, Teresa, for a second. Uh, Bernie, do you bribe your children with food to come back to your house every now and again? I don't have to. They come anyway. Nice. <laughs> I mean, they still come. They come every near. They they come when you least expect it. Or you're just saying, you know, I might have a snooze in the afternoon. All of a sudden, they'll just descend. Right. Okay. Yeah. Because Bar- yeah, Teresa bribes them. She lives in Boston, and she bribes them with an Irish breakfast on a Sunday oh yeah you see I don't have mine live nearby so I'm lucky and they did go to Australia New Zealand when they were leaving like mm-hmm. and uh, I, I I used to send you know I'd, send, I'd give them rashes and sausages and they were going anywhere <laughs> local you know but right. I mean, it's, it's real it's Irish good. isn't it I'd give them rashes and sausages to bring with them <laughs> 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 but yeah, no. Uh, see, uh, yeah, I have four children, two boys and two girls, and they all left. Uh, I say the last one left in 2015. Mm-hmm. And, what, and, and what was that feeling like when the last one went? Well, you see, the others had then produced a few grandkids, so you were kind of swapping one set for another. Do you know, so oh, right, that's how okay. life is. You dance in and out, and so you know that's what life's about. And you, you know, I love them to bits, and it's it's a privilege that they can come back and visit. Not not all of them, but you know, some of them can come back very often to me. Yeah, um, and it's part of of life. Um, and you know, I have people who committed suicide who had couldn't face the empty nest. I know close friends of mine, two of them that committed suicide because oh, they could live with the empty nest syndrome so it, it, it is a real thing for people I know people think you know we're making light of it to some degree but it is, it is a real thing and it can be extremely depressing to go from being a busy and I say this more so about women to being a busy mum you know looking after your kids you know bringing them places and making their dinners and making their beds and giving out to them and making you know making sure they clean their rooms to to sitting there at the kitchen counter with just tumbleweeds going around and nothing happening. But I mean, that's up to you then to change to, um, you know, you, you go into the rooms and you strip the beds for the one last time and you tidy it all up and you find all their CDs and their Xboxes and you try and tidy them up because you know they're not going to be back for a while. So you try and, you, you have your cry as a ground and kind of empty the room and then you look at it and you go, do you know I could paint this? And you know, gradually, bit by bit, you, you begin to change Mm-hmm. A little bit of them. You never remove their clothes because you know they come back. They're always looking for their knickers or bras. Do you, do you not take their clothes them. out? No. No, I I would wash them all and fold them and put them back in. And I oh, would, right. Uh, yeah, and I would keep them there because they come back and you know they're coming then for weekends or they might come for an odd night at overstay and they would say, "Have you got me straighteners? Have you got me this? Have you got me that?" So they still expect to have some of their home luxury still at home. Teresa, do you keep their clothes? Uh, no, when my youngest son moved out, he came back three days later. We had the whole room cleaned out. My husband had it painted. <laughs> <laughs> that must have made him feel good. <laughs> Would you step on me grave as quick? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Bernie okay. keeps some of their clothes there just in case they come <laughs> they come I back. Now, I, I still imagine some of them are gone 10, 15 years. I still have his, he came home there for something a few years ago and he said, those trousers are never going to go up my leg, ma. Why are you keeping them? <laughs> Why are you keeping them? You're like a mother keeping the christening clothes or something like that. I still have them as well. A lock of their so hair. I. <laughs> I know. It's so hard to let go. I remember when my son left the house going back about four or five years ago. And I literally, I was so upset because I remember that feeling of sitting at the kitchen counter. And that's the silence, you know, was just... It's awful because you're used to little kiddie sounds around the house and I can almost, you can almost hear the echoes of little children's sounds around the house. 
And you remember yeah. all those wonderful times that you had. So I say yeah, to all those people of young kids, enjoy it, enjoy it while you can. But as well as that night, you get on to the next stage like I have and you have grandkids and so that noise comes back into your house and then you have the teenagers again, teenage grandkids going, where's the Wi-Fi hotspot? And that's the only answer you get out of them. <laughs> you know, and like, it, 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 life, life is, life is on, a, on a journey. We're on a journey. And like, I mean, as I told you, I, I went back to stay in the piano. I tried to do things for myself, you know, how to, you know, clean the septic tank out, how to paint the room properly yeah. without putting drips everywhere. You know, and I gradually, you get into a, a routine yourself. So you, you may have parents that are still alive who need you as well and the siblings and like you know if you've worked and reared your children right you'll always they'll always be part of your life they're never going to they're not going to cut you off and go thanks me and there's my P60 I'm finished being your child they're always a child <laughs> in the world I'm no. finished being a child see you now <laughs> you know I, what I, mean? I, I know you'll always be their mother but you're not being a mother, if you know what I mean. But it's it's, it's nice to step the, the foot off the brake. Eventually you realise that. It is nice to take your foot off the brake without having to be at the disco at 2 o'clock in the morning or going into Galway to try and pick them up at the supermax because they're after them at the nightclub in Central Park. Do you know what I mean? And they're pissed. It's nice to get, you know, you're wrecked <laughs> and you think, oh, you know what, I, I, it's nice, I might want to go to the nightclub and see peace clothes now, but you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, you have to find your way as well. You can't make your kids be, you know, your only goal in life. Do you know what I mean? But they but they, they do become when you have children and when you explain that to people who haven't had children yet, young couples particularly, you say you try to explain them to them how much their life will change. They have no understanding of what you're actually talking about until it happens to them. But your life does change. They become your priority in life. They are your life. They yeah. are your life and they're your little responsibilities that you could never imagined. But you can't even remember back to what it was like before you had them. Because every decision really, you make is around them. Every every decision even, in your life make is around them. Yeah, and even your will making, you're making it, you know, God forbid, it's the worst. I know I'm not, not throwing the, de- the death wish at anyone, but you know what I mean? You're including them in your will. It's not like you have it all, you know, you try and make sure you have everything, and even when you're not here, that you leave something for them. Jay Zashling, Bernie's really at the tone of <laughs> a dark spanner <laughs> in the works there. <laughs> when you can go into the sea backwards well, I... and into the sea, you know what I mean? <laughs> Sorry, Teresa, what are you trying to say there? Well, I have the will done as well. <laughs> oh, have you? And they were yeah, I, it's very dark, that whole situation. Not <laughs> so, at all. But, but no, it's very that. important. Can I just say, it's extremely important that, you know, you have your children willed that, for example, if your partner dies within 30 days or whatever it is or precedes your death, blah, 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 that your children obviously get a you get equal shares or whatever it is you want to yeah, give Yeah, just divide it between whatever is left. Yeah, let, let, them, them, let them fight it. over it, whatever. Yeah, and you know, when you put a couple of stipulations in, you can't sell it for 10 years. <laughs> 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 and then it'll be cursing you when you're yeah. gone. Why did she do that? Why did she do that? And you're sitting up there breaking your shite laugh and go, there you go. That'll keep us happy for a while. That'll keep you busy. I, uh, I buried them in the garden under one of the trees. Pick your tree. Or throw an extra thousand to one of them just to confuse everything. And, then, and the oh, others no. will be going, the others will be going, why did she do that? I know, but look, it, there is, it is a real thing. It is a real event. No, I know, I know, I know. You know, and we can make light of it, but it is a real, and then some people find it very difficult. And some, the tra- yeah, we have to trans, transcend into it eventually you know you can't get away from it they're not going to come back and live with you because you want them to and you wish mm-hmm. for it but, uh, Teresa when are you heading back to Boston by the way next week next oh. Wednesday okay enjoy your journey home and I hope and I hope we get to see you again when are you back over to Ireland how often do you get here by the way every couple of months oh that's that's great isn't it 
It's I, only the flight. I've got my house here, I've got my car, I've got everything. So it's only walking from one house to the other. Okay, and but of course, COVID made that a little bit more difficult, I suppose, was it? Oh, it did. We, we couldn't come for a whole year. Yeah, yeah. But at least all the restrictions are gone now because I know Americans were worried about coming to Ireland because if you got COVID, you couldn't leave again. But at, but at least now they've lifted all these restrictions. The US, they did. I think they've lifted all the restrictions. Now you don't even have to have a vaccine passport, do you? Or do you? No, that is correct. And um, when I was flying, when I was coming here three weeks ago, the plane was full of tourists, everybody coming to Ireland and they were having such a lovely time. Okay, well, it's great. It's great to see all those restrictions lifted that people can move freely again between the two countries. Because, of course, we always relied on American tourism. Uh, it brings a lot of money into this country. Listen, Teresa, thank you very much indeed. Enjoy your trip home, and hopefully, we'll see you again soon. Bernie, thank you very much indeed. Loads of people texting and WhatsApping in relation to the empty nest syndrome. So, Niall, I am a empty nester now, and um, I was a single mother of three lovely children who are all grown up now and doing their own thing and what i do at first i wasn't uh, i wasn't upset because the pressure and everything else was gone and it was a relief and that was all great and then it started setting in well what am i going to do now they don't need me anymore what am i going to do now so what i do is i ring you up and comment on your show <laughs> amongst other things while i'm still trying to find myself Hope that amuses you. Oh, it does amuse me. It does. And somebody else amuses me. Here's his own aisle. Our last baby, 23. Far, far from a baby, by the way. Is heading to Australia in September. I can't even talk about it. I know they need to see some of the world. But God, it's hard. Love the show. It is hard, isn't it? Particularly if they head off to Australia or America or somewhere really far. They go to London. You could kind of live with that, couldn't you? Because at least it's only a half hour trip on a plane. But if they're heading off to Australia or America or somewhere further away, well, that could be really difficult. Joe, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Joe? How are you doing, Noel? Good, Joe. I mean, look, it could be difficult for parents once the kids move off. Well, I've talked to you many a time down through the last 10 or 12 years of a single dad. And when my two eldest lads left, I I totally missed them. Mm -hmm. But it it was just, I think about now, I've got four still left with me. Right, okay. And we've all done the same thing as parents, like you, like your kids to be able to get on without you. But I couldn't really imagine life really without all of them. You do lose a sense of purpose in it. Well, you're, uh, sadly, you're going to have to imagine it, Joe, because it yeah, will, the time will come. That's right. But like even now, like the kids are saying to me, I've got three of them walking, and I've got one of them that's doing his leaving certificate next year. And I still get up in the morning to make the lunches for the lads that are going to work. Do you? I can't, I can't get out of the habit. Yeah. Well, I have to say, you're a wonderful single dad. <laughs> uh, well, well it's, it's been a long journey, but when you see the lad, the lad, the eldest lad, when I moved to Galway, the eldest lad was nine. He's 27 now. Yeah. So he's moved on, and the other lads moved on, and they work. And, and Joe, Bernie was saying you need a plan, right? And, and Teresa was saying the same thing too. So yeah. at some point, they're all going to go and they'll, they'll make their own way in life. And you're going to be there twiddling your thumbs. Have you got a plan? Do you think you'll enjoy that part of life? Or will well, you be well, bored I, out of your head? Actually, what I've done since last November, Niall, because I was a single parent, 
what I've actually done is I actually do some work now for Galway Rural Development. Right, okay. And so I, I, I sort of back, I'm going back into the workforce, if you want to call me in the workforce. Yeah. If you understand what I mean. It's a 19 and a half hours a week thing. Yeah. But that keeps me busy in between now taking care of what I have to take care of, which isn't really much anymore. You know what I mean? Of course, you've less, you've less duties now. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Like, like, if it gets to the stage where they don't want you to cook a dinner for them, they'll take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. That type of thing. So you do, you do miss that, that routine that I've had for over 17 years now. It's totally different to me now. And maybe you could take up golf or something. I don't think my back would allow me to swing. <laughs> to be honest with you now, I, I told you before, I'm, I'm 63 years of age this year. You're only a young fella. <laughs> well, you're only 58, so you're younger than no, me. Well, I'm nearly 59. I'm 59 in September, so I'm, yeah. only, I'm only four years behind you, really. You know what I mean? So let, don't be writing us off yet, Joe. You know what I mean? I, I won't write myself off yet. The kids are not writing, myself, <laughs> writing me off either. But as you say, like the topic... As the girl said, maybe you should have something planned for the future. I think so. I think so. And yeah. and Joe, by the way, did you ever, in the time that you were a single dad, did you ever have a partner? No. Did you ever have a girlfriend? No. And is that something that you've thought about? No. Why? Uh, just curious now. And if I'm being nosy, tell me I'm being nosy. I'm just curious. Why are you not being nosy? Like, I made a conscious decision, Niall. But when they when they move on with their lives, yeah, I I I have seen a few girls maybe sixteen, seventeen years ago when I first started out on the journey on my own. Yeah, I seen a few girls. One in particular, I was pretty interested in, but I just made a conscious decision that I had six young children at the time, and I didn't, for whatever reason within within myself, I just wanted to do it on my own. I didn't. I didn't want to have another girl move into my life and take on what I had to take on. Fair play to you, by the way. That's a, because, you're a wonderful uh, man to do that. I knew it would have been very difficult for any woman, of course, to come into a family with six children, a ready-made family. Yeah. But 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 no. What I'm saying to you is now that you've done a good job, uh, and I'm hopefully you're pleased with the job that you've done, and you're proud uh, of all your children. I'm like you, Niall, and any other parent out there really to have their children's interests at, at heart. I've done my best. What I have is five contributing lovely children that work and contribute to society. They've never caused me a bit of trouble in their lives and I have a son that goes into leaving certificate next year. That's what I'm saying. So you're close to that point where, I, I could, where, yeah. where, you're, where you could be, and I don't want to make this sound really miserable, Joe, but you could be on your own, right? That's right. It, yeah, but it, so would you not? Would you not then think at that point of maybe a little bit of adult company then for yourself, just for yourself? Well, maybe, maybe down the road, Niall, as you say, never write yourself off. Well, well, hang on for a second because Sharon wants to talk to you for a second. Sharon, you're in Ireland's classic kids. How are you doing, Sharon? Hi, how are you, Niall? Nice to talk and to you, Sharon. To Joe. To the gen- Joe. Hi, Joe. I just have doing? a little suggestion. It might suit you. It might not, but. I just thought I'd throw my two cents worth in. Um, a lot of my friends dance and they just have a ball. Some of them go out like four or five nights a week. Some do, you know, uh, Sunday afternoon tea dances and all age groups. Mm. And they love it. They can't get enough of it. Dancing. Have you ever danced, Joe? 
Well, look, I saw a few moves a few years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you could saw a few moves. I, 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 I don't know if you call it dancing. What, what sort of dancing is it, Sharon? Is it ballroom? Latin American and ballroom, the rock. I mean, you oh. name it. Oh, there, okay. It's out there. Yeah. There, there's so many different ones out there. And some of them, you really become part of a community and you kind of, um, you have, say, a WhatsApp group. Anybody going out tonight? Anybody yeah. fancy a dance tonight? And we will just go out and dance, and it's it's really good. Yeah, Joe, it ticks every box. Is that something that you might be interested in the future? A bit of dancing. Well, that that is definitely something that I probably would be interested in, in the future, Niall. Yeah, yeah, because you're, you're getting to the point now. They can all. I mean, even the leaving cert lad now, he's probably what seventeen or eighteen years of age. So he doesn't now in August. He doesn't need a babysitter. No, he doesn't need a babysitter. No, no, I don't. I give Niall the details, Joe. I'll give Niall the details of of where we are and you sure you might come along or at least keep us in mind? Pass it on. I'm more than likely may give me a bit of time to think and it's something that might appeal to me because at the end yeah. of the day, like at the end of the day, I don't want to sit in the kitchen for the next 17 years. <laughs> no, no, you don't. You could be practicing your dance steps in the kitchen for the next 17 years. I'm very happy doing it. <laughs> and, 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 and which one do you think would be the most popular dance so that I can maybe look into this? Um, the Latin and ballroom is very popular. Okay. Mm. I, I used to do ballroom dancing, Joe, when I was a kid, when I was 13. I know, I remember you saying it, Niall, many, yeah. many times. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't bad, in fairness. Yeah. But I gave it up because the kids in school were slagging me. I'm, so. always worried, I, I'm always worried about the height of the partners are getting on dancing, Niall. Oh, you don't want them looking down on you? That's right. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, okay. You know what I mean? When, you, when, you're in that, when, you're in that age, when you're in that height range of five foot seven, you have to be very careful. Oh, I'm the same height as you, yeah. Well, look, people come in all shapes and sizes. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sharon, listen, thank you very much indeed for the suggestion. Ashling, will pick the way, up the phone. Now, before I go, can yeah. I tell you, I came second on Sunday in the All-Ireland teacher-student competition and I have to thank my teacher, Martin, my okay. coach. I came second for the Latin. Well done to you, Sharon. Congratulations. Hey, listen, I want, Char- I want Sharon to be my teacher. <laughs> no problem, Joe. I will, I will give um, Niall the details afterwards. I'll okay. contact. You take care. <laughs> All right, thanks, Joe. Thanks, Sharon. Loads of people WhatsApping in as well and sending in messages too. I'll just play one of them. Both my kids have moved out. So it's terrible. How it affected you? It's a terrible feeling. I felt empty. I felt I've no purpose in life anymore because my life was focused on them so much. Ah. My daughter's in Canada and I miss her so much. And my son is only half an hour from me, but still it's not the same. The quietness and everything in the house is horrific. I don't know why people off say, oh, I wish they'd move out. It really is terrible. Okay, bye. Oh, that's all. Oh, God, that's going to break my heart. Hiya, Niall. My, uh, when I moved out, my folks uh, took my bed, threw it on a bonfire and turned my box room into a bathroom. No going back. They loved you, didn't they? <laughs> I'm joking. They made a conscious decision that you weren't coming back and that was it. I think it's awful, by the way. Teresa said she did the same thing. She did up the room within three days. And I know Bernie said she, it's a suggestion to do that. But look, I, I think it's a little bit harsh. 
Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.